0: And gentlemen, boys and girls, the Illuminati, and prefer not to disclose back to the Undressing Underground podcast. Today is one of my favorite interviews so far, I think, because I got to talk to the host and founder of website uh, podcast and movement Gnostic Warrior if you're not familiar with the Gnostic Warrior which presumably you aren't it's stated purpose is to uh, search for the truth which in conspiracy theorist lingo means it's about conspiracy theories. I genuinely enjoy his podcast. I don't want to say I don't enjoy it ironically, but I do genuinely enjoy his interviews and his cadence. He's got a nice voice on him, that fella. Uh, let's see in this interview you will hear me talk about things as if I know them but I don't because I'm fucking stupid but I assume that you're smarter than I am so I pretend to know things to move things forward and you will catch me sounding like a fucking idiot because I am Uh. Oh, yeah. There's some fun things in this. Like his theory about Alex Jones, which is much more interesting than the Bill Hicks theory. That's bullshit. And uh, I forget what else, because I need to move on before this song ends. Let's see, today on the show, I also have a new spoken word short story thing from Tom Baker, from episode, the cast from episode 6. I also introduced a new segment, which I'm bored of explaining to myself, because that's all this is when I'm doing this, is I'm explaining things to myself, even though you're listening to this, when I'm recording it, it is just me. Nobody's listening to this anyway. But I think the new segment's really interesting, so you should listen to it. Also, I think you should leave me a review on iTunes, so I feel special, even if it's just one star, which is all I really deserve. So please, leave me a review on iTunes, especially if you're in the Illuminati tracking Mo or the big Fuck. Here's my bedard
1: underneath this.
0: I'm still talking.
1: All right, bye. Hey, do you hear me?
0: Yeah, do you hear me?
1: Yeah, I hear you good. Right, Are we cool. doing video or I, I wasn't ready for video?
0: Oh, no, no, it's fine. I just always hit video in case the person wants to see face to face.
1: Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> How's my volume on your side? Fine? Uh, yeah, it's great. Okay, okay, cool. All right. And do you start the show? Is it already started or what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's already started, basically. I just hit record and then I call the person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, well, thank you for talking to me. I find your show very interesting.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've been doing it. I think it's been two years now, a little over two years. And I have, um, I think, over 110 podcasts or so, so far. Wow.
0: You only do it once a week, right?
1: Yeah, well, once a week, sometimes twice, sometimes three times, and then sometimes I don't have any. <laughs> if that <laughs> makes any sense?
0: No, yeah, it does. Um,
1: yeah, just you know, depending on a lot of us that do this, such as yourself, we all have jobs or businesses right. that we that we run, and you know, it's not you know the kind of subjects we're talking about. They're you know they're not money makers or something that we're gonna pay the bills <laughs> with. You know, so it's just something we do out of love and, and talking to cool people. You know.
0: Yeah. So do you want to explain the concept of your podcast real quick? Because I'm not, I mean, I've listened to it and I've heard your introduction, but I'm still not entirely sure what the point
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, the name of my website is is GnosticWarrior.com and I've been operating that for about three years now. And you know the the idea behind Gnosticism being a Gnostic and Gnosis, it's all about, finding the truth within and finding, basically relearning things that you might have learned in a past lifetime if you, you know, believe in reincarnation and stuff like that. So Gnosticism is actually one of the oldest forms of religion in in all the world. And one of the reasons it was suppressed by the church, you know, when the Catholic Church had formed about 2,000 years ago, they they basically asked all the, the Gnostic schools and, and different factions and churches that, that were around at the time to to join their cause or pretty much die die by the sword. And so that's why you hear a lot if you're into this stuff of the Gnostics being persecuted for, you know, thousands of years and it's actually it hasn't stopped. But um the idea behind it is is just truth, you know, finding my truth, my path in, in life and then talking to different people, you know, uh, around the world that are, you know, we call it kind of the truth movement as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's not only involves Gnosticism, there's people that I've talked to that are into different things. And, you know, Gnosticism is about knowing thyself and also knowing the world in which we operate. So it's important that you, you know, you understand, you know, the different modes of science, um... You know, uh, the leaders, what's going on, who's ruling over us. You know, this is one of the first times in history that a lot of us don't know who is ruling, you know, our country. You know, we, we think it might be, you know, the president, but he's just kind of the, the chief executive for, the, for these ruling parties who, who rule behind the scenes now. And we don't really see who they are. So a lot of my podcasts delve into that. You know, we'll talk about the alleged Illuminati, um, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that seems to be the one thing that I find comes up each time. Uh, Like, I mean, I don't know how much you buy into each of your guests uh, platform or whatever, but um, the one thing I've noticed each time is that you do push that concept of there being somebody behind everything. Like I listened to most of the uh, one with the Jonestown Massacre survivor, and I've even heard you pushing her a little bit, saying like, do you think there was somebody behind I forget his name the Jones guy um uh yeah Jim Jones yeah Jim Jones um, yeah so how much of like you say you're searching for knowledge so like when you're talking to people say that but don't believe in aliens but believe in one guy who believes in aliens um <laughs> like that guy who like poo-pooed all their UFO um stuff but said like but this one guy is real this one guy really does talk to aliens or uh you talk to um i found you because you talked to eric dubay who i was really interested in who believes the earth is flat like do you believe um him when he says do you believe that the earth is actually flat
1: well uh, yeah no i don't <laughs> <laughs> okay and yeah I'll, I'll talk about eric here briefly in a second but in regards to your kind of the first question you'd asked in regards to my my guests that i have on the show And the various things that they talk about are are the truths that they are allegedly revealing no no i definitely do not uh, believe or buy into all of my guests but i do give them the respect and the platform to kind of tell their truths and i let it you know leave it up to the audience to kind of decide what they want i i don't have you know freakish subjects out there that are completely unbelievable but there's certain things that i have on the show that you know i it can be called conspiracy, mm-hmm. you know, tinted kind of stuff. And you know, I kind of believe that we're we're born into a conspiracy and and a lot of the the truth, the real truth and knowledge actually is below the surface of what we're told by the media, the corporate media here in America, then also our education system. You know, and Einstein had once said, you know, all learning actually happens when when school ends and you get out <laughs> of school, and i'm I'm a big believer in that. And um in regards to Eric uh, Dubé, I interviewed him a couple years ago, and he wasn't, uh, you know, propagating the flat Earth theory. I guess this is going to be his his claim to fame.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't buy that at all. You know, I, I look into the sky, and, and all I see are are round planets and a round moon and a round sun, and well, it's just a you know we're just this flat piece of land in the middle of space. You know.
0: Well, his answer to that is that the Earth is round. It's just flat it's like not a sphere it's just a circle
1: <laughs> gotcha
0: i mean i don't believe in it either but i just found him like i don't i mean like i don't believe in demons or anything either but i found that interview interview really interesting i find these people really interesting even if i don't believe in them that they like when i was listening to the one i guess she doesn't she doesn't call them demons but like jen is it dj i n or
1: something yeah well the the jen the yeah. jen
0: yeah, I find that really nice because I'll listen to it and I'll just sort of let it just. I'll listen to it while driving. So I'm in that, uh, whatever that brain wave is, the delta <laughs> wave, where you're just yeah. sort of like meditated almost. I'll just let it seep in and all of a sudden I'll come back to myself and be like, oh, wait, they're describing the reality that I'm also occupying right now. Like we're <laughs> living in the same reality, but they just have a completely different interpretation of it. Um, but you, yeah, that's why, that's why I like your podcast because it's not like Alex Jones. You're not like yelling at them or anything. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: yeah. And that's why I kind of, I, I, leave it Rob up to, to the listener, such as yourself. I, mm-hmm. I try not to sway your decision, you know, and, and, let you listen to the guests, Rosemary talking about the gin and, and demons and so forth. That's kind of her, her life's work. She travels the world talking about this and she's written several books and, you know, the, the demons, they were actually called daemons by the Greeks and they're basically ancestor spirits. And that's, you know, every culture around the world has always believed in ancestor spirits. The, the jinn would be the Islamic name for demons. Hmm. And um, it's who the, the church calls angels today. So they're basically the departed ancestor spirits of our ancestors. That's all they are. So you either believe in the spirit world, reincarnation, you know, stuff like that, or you don't. So if you don't, you believe, hey, we're, we're here. And we die and this is it then you're you're not gonna buy into any of that stuff and it's just gonna kind of fly over your head but if you've read the history of the spiritual movement and all the philosophers over time from plato to plutarch to you know modern masonic philosophers like 33rd degree uh, freemason manly hall they all believed in demons and angels and in the spirit world and all the you know the the freemasons secret societies rosicrucians you know, the alleged Illuminati, they also believe in it too. So
0: what is your, um, I, I, when I first started listening, I, I think, um, my, well, the first one I listened to was the Eric Dubay one. Okay. And, um, I thought in that one, you had been speaking about that you had agreed with him, maybe, I and mean, that could be, I'm probably completely wrong, but I thought you would agreed with him about like the, um, well, the age old conspiracy theory about, a. I mean, sorry if that's, an official sure, no, way go to put ahead. it um, about the Freemasons being basically like the Illuminati, being the ones behind all the decisions. Like, do you believe that the Freemasons are sort of con- the ones pulling the strings, like you were saying before?
1: Oh yeah, they're they're definitely part of it, part of the hierarchy. Um, not every Freemason is is in on the the secret, but they're definitely mm-hmm. part of the the movement of the the people that are pulling the strings. You know, and some of the top level. Freemasons have been the most powerful people in the world. George Washington, you know, the first president of the United States, was a Freemason. You, you have him laying the cornerstone to the Capitol, of, you know, the, the state building. And it wasn't in Washington at that time. I believe it was in Maryland. And he's in his Ma- Masonic regalia. Um, Thomas Jefferson, Freemason. Benjamin Franklin, Freemason. And then most of our presidents were also Freemasons. And then you find out that you know the Capitol was built by Freemasons. The, the Statue of Liberty was given to the United States by French Freemasons.
0: Oh, I didn't know that one.
1: Yeah, so you, you have all that and you start looking into the history of Freemasonry and, and you understand that, yeah, they definitely have a play in that. And then you have, you know, in England, the United Grand Lodge of England, we have the, the Queen's husband. He's, the, he's the, the king of Freemasonry there. <laughs> So I mean you, you have it there where they're basically they're Freemasons and they're the, the queen and the and the lord of the, the kingdom and they're they're Freemasons. So So
0: do you think they're acting against our interests, the Freemasons?
1: No, no, I don't think it's it, it's more of, you know, I, I look at a lot of the Masonic symbolism, you know, you'll you'll see the what what some people think is a checkerboard, but is actually it's a chessboard on the black and white uh tiled floor. Uh, it's in all the lodges and all their symbolism and so forth. I, I look at it more as they're the controllers or partly the controllers of the game of life. Hmm. You know, um, Shakespeare once had said, I, I don't know the, the complete quote, but, you know, we're, we're all actors and we're merely playing a part on a stage. You know, and if you look at our lives, Rob, we each get to kind of choose who we want to be. Do you, you want to be a Republican? Do you want to be a liberal? Um, do you want to be an anarchist? Do you want to be an atheist? Or do you want to be a God-fearing religious person? I mean, it's pretty much right now there's thousands of roles we could choose from and we have free will to do that. But beyond that, we don't have much free will. We're definitely being controlled by a game and a chessboard that is going forth with an agenda. So...
0: So do you vote at all?
1: No, I do not vote. <laughs> <laughs> like even locally no. or anything? Do you think no. like
0: locally is controlled too?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you start looking around at the signs and the symbols, you you could see the symbols on on your city and, and county signs. Right. Um so a lot of that reveals a lot. I, I haven't went into all that before, um, in regards to, you know, deciphering all that symbolism, but yeah, it definitely plays a part in it. You know, I'm not saying that all politicians and all people are, are Freemasons and in on a Masonic plot. But I can guarantee you're not going to be a major, mayor or governor of a major city unless you are a Freemason or are being controlled by someone behind the scenes. It just does not happen.
0: What do you think their ultimate goal is, though?
1: Well, <laughs> there, <laughs> um i've I've in my course of my research, I'm going on seven years of you know research into you know Freemasonry, Illuminati, different kinds of truths that are hidden, and I've discovered some some dangerous truths. So what you need to understand is that when you go and embark on this journey, there's some certain things that you could talk about and mm-hmm. certain things that you can't. And I've been warned um, inadvertently that I can't talk about certain things. so I know exactly where it's going. I know exactly who's ruling the Freemasons. I know who's the king is right now of the world of Jerusalem. And I know that kind of sounds funny, but there is a a, a ruler of Jerusalem and there is a Holy Roman Empire right right now, but I'm not going to tell you who it is because the fear for my life and my children.
0: Sure. Um, I mean, obviously you don't have to answer anything you're uncomfortable with. Sure. But, um, like I don't know. Like I hear these these theories and stuff, and then I I don't explore them myself. So then I'm always like sort of curious on the outside. Like where, like where are these people? That like where? Sure.
1: Um, yeah is, If you look at like the way that many cultures were were ruled in the past, back to Egypt, you you have a time. I, I don't. Are you familiar with ancient Egypt a little bit, Rob? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So. For the listeners out there that are, are somewhat familiar with, with ancient Egypt, we had a, a rulers at the end of the Egyptian empire that were called the Hyksos rulers. And what that means is foreign ruler. So what you had at that time, and you'll hear about the various pharaohs, were puppet pharaohs, basically, that were ruled by other people behind the scenes. So we had the Hyksos pharaohs that were ruling from other lands. They didn't live in Egypt, but they controlled Egypt. And they controlled the pharaoh. Nothing's changed for, for 2,500 years. So the way you control a population and they, you know, if they know everybody who, who's ruling everybody and, and making all the decisions, they know where your address is. They're going to, you know, the, the people are going to go to your house and burn it and kill the king. So over time, they understood this after, you know, certain kings get killed and so forth. So they go, you know, we're going to put a puppet ruler in here. He's going to have, you could get your head cut off just like I can, but he's not really ruling. He's going to collect. You know the revenues, the taxes. He's going to hold the sword for me, and then I'm going to come in every now and then, get my money, my loot, and go back to where I am secretly living. So these Egyptians and these other people aren't going to come and kill me and, and my people. So that hasn't changed. We're, <laughs> we're still in that area era of rule.
2: And
0: so, um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's like the you know the Roman Empire. You you had Rome and Italy, right. And do you know that that once extended into Greece and that extended into Egypt where Rome was actually Egypt and Greece?
0: I knew about the relationship between Cleopatra and uh,
1: Caesar. Sure. So right after that, we had Augustus Caesar come in and, you know, Julius dies. I believe Augustus is actually the the son of Cleopatra and Julius. You know, Hmm. allegedly Caesarian was the son and he died and, and Augustus killed him. I don't believe that. I believe that Augustus is the son of Cleopatra and of Julius, and that's the the tribe of Judah. And they hold the sword right now. So whoever the descendants are of Julius, Augustus, Caesar, these people, and through time, they are the ones that are still holding the sword. Nothing's changed. And when Augustus came in, Rob, he changed the calendar, um, the Egyptian calendar to the Roman calendar. And that was in 8 AD. We're still in that same calendar, 2015.
0: So they weren't puppet leaders then. They were like the actual legit people.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think Cleopatra was was ruling. She was she was definitely part of the royal family, but mm-hmm. she wasn't calling the shots. Um, that's just the way it goes. Just like the the queen's not calling the shots in in England. It's just it's. The way it is, you, you have a ruler and they could definitely get your head cut off and make decisions and have you banished from the kingdom. But they're consorts. They're, they're ruling on behalf and behalf for the king. So that's why if you go to England right now, where, where is the queen's king? Right. So.
0: So what is the value of uncovering
1: all of this? There's the, the value. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> My my, I don't know what it is really to me just was to find out, you know, after I, I feel I awoken about seven years ago, was just like, you know, whoa, everything I've been told isn't true. And this actually started when I started a mortgage website mm-hmm. at the time before I started Gnostic Warrior and doing all the podcasts now. And I started delving into the mortgage industry and into banking. And then I started finding out all this funny stuff with the bankers. And, you know, I was going, oh, these guys are running the show. And then I basically started going after bankers with a website I have and still have to this day called LoanSafe. And um, I, I watched that happen. And then I watched the, the bailout of the bankers, billions, trillions of dollars, you know, that went to the Federal Reserve. And then you know, I saw Ben Bernanke on Capitol Hill being you know, questioned by, by the Senate. And they're asking him, hey, you know, Ben, where, where did all this money go, this billions? Of, oh, I can't tell you that. You know. And then I started uh-huh. going, who, who the hell is the Federal Reserve? And then I found out the Federal Reserve isn't actually a US government entity. It's a private health corporation. And so that kind of started my my quest to to finding truth and looking behind the scenes. And then, you know, I I just wanted to know who was ruling, you know, and I, I think that question, you know, is something that a lot of people have to this day. And I think it's something that has been part of our, our lives and our culture and our ancestors for the last 2000 years so i i think the benefit is like who is really running the show you know who's who's the puppet behind the the that's this the the curtain like in wizard of oz you know it's like i'm the wizard of oz <laughs> i want to know who the hell the wizard is and i found it out and that is one of the most dangerous answers that you could ever reveal in the world right now
0: Right, but if you can't tell anybody, then what's, what's the point?
1: <laughs> well, I, I tried to tell people. Okay. And I had what I, I like to call the Adjustment Bureau. Uh, visit me, follow me, go to my school, my son's school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the last time, about a month ago, I had my home broken into. My front door in the middle of the day in a million-dollar neighborhood where I lived at the time. I was leasing. I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> But, um, in Southern California here, yeah, a place called Carlsbad and they broke down my front door in the middle of the day when I went to take a walk with my, my family and they took all my computers, my laptops and my research, but they left all my other valuables. Hmm. They literally knew exactly where each laptop was and they took every single one of my laptops that had my research on it and they took it and they left. And, um... There was cameras, there was money, there was all kinds of loot they could have took easily if they were truly, what I believe, a a, a thief, a burglar. You know, they should have took these items that would have fit in their pocket that were right next to my laptops. Why didn't they take this $800 video camera? Why didn't they take that that camera sitting right there that it would just fit in their pocket? But they took these broken down laptops?
0: Hmm.
1: So that last... I feel a uh, message to me was, was the, the message of all. And I, I just, I, I learned my lesson. And some other things had happened. Uh, some people had, I wrote an article about the Brotherhood, you know, and that's, I don't know if you ever hear that. Sometimes you'll hear them call the Brotherhood, the Great White Brotherhood, or stuff like that. Have you ever heard that, Rob?
0: Is that the Freemasons?
1: Yeah, the Freemasons. Of okay. course, the Freemasons, the Rosicrucian Brotherhood. Oh, okay. And um, prior to that, I asked for help from some alleged friends and people that I thought were my brothers that are actually involved in high levels of Freemasonry and Rosicrucians. I'm not a Freemason and I'm not a Rosicrucian, just to to do that and to say that. And um, I made some pleas for help from them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, My son was having issues. uh, This was prior to the break-in. We had black mold in my house. You got a little cat there, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, he loves to bother me when I'm doing these every time. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he
1: just got home from work. He, he wants a little attention, huh?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Every day I come home and he's just like sitting by
1: the door mid cry when I open it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. in any event, uh, this, you know, I had asked for help because my son was uh, ill. He was having issues, um, couldn't walk. And uh, I was friends wow. with these people on Facebook. I had interviewed some of them, you know. They had said, "Hey, I got your back. I got your back." Yada yada. And I, I had asked for help from these people, and they didn't even share this post that I had posted. They didn't even message me, you know, about my son, saying, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear that." You know, I, I, at the time I was looking for some donations because I'm pretty poor right now yeah. uh, because I had to get a black mold test and then see a, a specialist doctor for my son. And, you know, not one of them would give me a buck. So I basically told him, all, F you. <laughs> Screw you. you. You're not my brother. You know, that's just bullshit. You know, if you were, you, you'd have my back and, and be there. And um, then I wrote an, a big article the following day. I defriended 2,000 people. Jeez. And then within a week, my home was broken into and all, all my research stolen. So you're saying,
0: sorry, were you saying you are a Freemason?
1: No, no, I'm not oh, okay. a Freemason or a Rosicrucian. But I, I have friends, had alleged friends who said they were my my friend and had my back, even called me brother mm-hmm. and, and bro, and these people were members oh. of these brotherhoods. So I, I had asked them for help, and it was also a test, Rob. I, I was seeing who really had my back. Yeah. And I at that time, I had a friend list of, I think, 2,300 people, mm-hmm. and then... Um, I dwindled it down to now where I have 120.
0: Right. It was just the thing about the referring to them as your brothers and everything that threw me off a little bit.
1: Um, yeah. No, I, I look at all of us as, as brothers, Rob, you know, I, I like to, I always say, you know, bro or whatever to someone when I meet, you know, I'm from Southern California, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, you, you're, I look at everybody, whatever race or culture, we're, we're all like brothers in, in a sense, you know, all of us are somewhat related in some fashion, you know, but, you know, you're, you're my brother until you're my enemy. That's kind of the way I look at it, you <laughs> okay. know? So.
0: so do you no longer have Freemasons on your show then?
1: Oh, no, I, I have one coming um, up next week. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely keep interviewing them. Just the ones that said they were my alleged friends and, and brothers, I just, I cut off, they cut me off. Um, and then uh, some of them took offense to what I had said and what I had written, and they messaged me and told me that. Uh huh. And then within a week, as I had mentioned, my, my house and my, my research was taken. So I, I feel like that was a message to me, like, how dare you talk shit on, on the brotherhood? How dare you question us? And uh, we're going to come take your shit, and, hmm. and we're going to teach you a lesson, and the next lesson isn't going to be as nice.
0: Was, did they do anything with your website or anything, though?
1: No, no, they haven't done anything to to my website or, or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I feel that they have their ways if they they want to um, do their do the different things. You know, I, I feel that a lot of the the high level Freemasons run a majority of the highest level corporations in the world, even Google.
0: So, but do you fear having? Do you ever like feel nervous about having Freemasons on your show? Like, don't you feel like that somehow somewhat works against? I mean, I'm not. I'm still not entirely clear sure. what your cause is, but yeah. <laughs> what
1: what is my cause? Yeah, I I, I I don't have a really a cause. You know, Rob, my my cause is just truth. Is is I want to publish truth and blog about truth, and then also interesting things and and in, interesting subjects. So just because I might have a spiff with several people that might be Freemasons and higher level Rosicrucians, that doesn't mean. I have a spiff with every Freemason in the world or every Rosicrucian. I actually enjoy most of their teachings, and and a lot of the the people that are are Rosicrucians and Freemasons. And then I have guests, of course, that aren't um, involved in those fraternities. I have people that left those fraternities. So my th- I'm just an open-minded guy, and you know, if I, you know, I could get in a fight with someone and, and hug them next week, but not these guys. Once they you get on their bad side, it's over as far as them giving you any love or, or respect. But that doesn't mean they're gonna go basically send a an email to you know five million masons around the Never go on Mo show, don't you, you know? <laughs> right. So and and I'm just like I said, I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna condemn every Freemason or every every preacher Catholic preacher because you know the the some Catholic priest molested a kid. That doesn't mean that everyone had molested them. You know so. That's kind of my theory. I'm just not going to condemn everyone just because I get in a disagreement or befriend others.
0: But do you ever feel like, because you have guests that just obviously contradict each other's messages. Sure. Do you ever feel like that's obscuring the truth at all?
1: Well, I hear the purr- purring there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's just right next to the computer. <laughs> no, it's putting me to sleep. No, just kidding. No. Um, yeah, I do. and And that's actually been an issue of mine. I've actually had guests on uh, Jordan Maxwell that a, a lot of people, you know, enjoy in the truth and conspiracy movement. I'll never interview the guy again. He, he he says the same damn thing every time I interview him. And he's one of the most negative, dark souls I've ever met in my life. But it, I enjoyed talking to him a couple of times. Um, you know, I just didn't believe everything he had said. And there's other guests that I'll never have on again, because I think what they told me during the interview was completely ridiculous. But I'm not going to make enemies with them or, or go out of my way to say, this guy's a freaking idiot. You know, I'm just going to kind of leave it up to the to the audience, you know, to decide. And then what I do, which is different from other podcasters, is I'm always blogging and writing my own views and my own truths mm. that I hope can help people see through the, the bullshit. <laughs> um, but I feel that some people love bullshit. And, um, you know, it's just you only could do so much. So some of it is to you know, uh, be relevant and have information that people like, even the conspiracies and the bullshit, which some of it is completely ridiculous, but it's what everybody's into, yeah. you know? So some of it is, is for the pure sake of staying revelant and, and what you would call marketing, meaning if I always told the truth and, and the hard truths, I, no one would go to my website. So I have these other people on there to maybe offset what I'm saying in order to bring other people that might not come to my website. I don't. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of
0: interesting. You're saying that you actually bring people you actively disagree with on just to try and convert people. Almost, I guess.
1: You kind of said it in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right there. But That's... a lot of them are lost cause, Rob. But... Right.
0: I imagine. Um, but so, do you ever debate people on your show, though? Because like you only have so many that are free. So I've already heard so many. Yeah. But um,
1: no, I've never. I I would. I've called people out to debate some of the biggest people, you know, in the alleged truth movement. Um, Mm -hmm. no one will debate me, you know, some of the, I I don't like a lot of the people that are some of the biggest names like Michael Tassarian, you know, he's one of the biggest names in the truth movement, you know, and I've asked to interview and debate him for two years, guys afraid of me, (laughs) you know, cause 'cause he knows he's bullshitting and, and he literally, some of these people tell ridiculous outlandish crap and they're propagating it and people don't even check the sources or what he's saying, but they love what he's saying. So they love him. You know, so I, I just – the reason I got pissed off at Michael Tassarian is because he started writing bullshit and lies about my ancestors, about which, I I, yeah, ancestors? which I felt – About your personal ancestors? Yeah, my personal Irish, Irish ancestors. Oh, I'm so actually, not like
0: your family line, but just Irish in general.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy like – you know, I, I understand that, you know, those who write history are, are the ones who basically <laughs> – control history, you know, it's his story right. according to whatever the masters, the, the powers that be have planned, you know, and um, one of these is the Irish history that is being rewritten. And I think it's kind of a, it's a joke that they're, they're trying to do this, but you, you see this all over the world. So Michael Tessarian is in, you know, he'd be kind of akin to me, but he's been around for a long time. And um, I'm actually, my ancestors are Phoenician and they had went to Ireland. In about the first and second century, and up until the eighth, thirteenth century, they were the high kings
2: hmm.
1: of that country. And then I, my family, migrated out of Ireland into um, England, Britain, into France, and then Canada, and then now I'm here.
0: Wait, you've actually traced? How far back have you traced your 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 family lineage?
1: Um, to the nineteenth dynasty of of Egypt, to um, the <laughs> uh, the Ramesside. How did you yeah. do that? <laughs> well. Part of it was through, at first, through my last name.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I dissected my last name, and then I had a DNA test about three years ago.
0: Okay. One so I actually,
1: yeah, yeah I actually, you know, and it tells you your tribe and your DNA. So if you, you start researching that, you could actually trace your bloodline as it has migrated across the, the world, you know? So, you know, we, I might be related to the Phoenicians, but now I'm related to the Irish. I'm related to the French. You know, so I, I have all these different relations and cousins and so forth. You know, we're not all, you know, direct descendants of, you know, the, the Ramesses <laughs> dynasties, but we're all kind of cousins and related right. in, in that aspect. And then, you know, my ancestors were involved in Greece and Phoenician and, and writing the Bible. Hmm. Uh, they were priests. So.
0: Um, so... I guess back on the people you adamantly disagree with. And I like that you're not afraid to name names. (laughs) That's been amusing to me so far. Just you're straight up like, yeah, this guy's full of shit. Um, Yeah. But uh, so like what is a theory that's been said on your show that you just like like when they're done or just like rolling your eyes? Like I can't believe that fucking person.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll hear a lot of – I mean, there's a lot. It'd be it'd take a long time to kind of <laughs> talk about every single one of them. You know, one that might relate to what I often talk about, which is Gnosticism. You know, the Gnostic warrior would be these these various allegories and myths that people you know take as real. Like, you know, there's this this goddess Sophia. You know, that you'll you'll hear these these the goddess Sophia. She's the 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 way to divine wisdom. She's the real ruler of the world. And um, you'll have all these various people, such as John Lash, who will talk. Uh, I haven't interviewed him. Um, so don't talk and I, shit on him yet. <laughs> yeah, don't talk shit on him. <laughs> actually, don't want to have him on my show because he perturbs me so much. Oh, but, really? um, What about yeah. Just his theories? Well, that and then um, he just thinks he's knows it all, you know. which I have a problem. You know, it's like, you know, he thinks he's the... The Gnostic God of today, and he has all the answers, and he's interpreted the Nag Hammadi Library, and then you'll hear him on a podcast on, you know, Red Eyes Creations, which is a podcast that I used to enjoy that I, I don't as much anymore because of their anti-Semitic views and, you know, saying the Jews are running the world or the the cause of all the, the the misery and so forth, and it's a complete joke, you know, so that's one of my biggest issues is the Jews, you know, running the world. When I hear that, it's just like, oh my God, I know who runs the world. The (laughs) Jews do not run the world. Um, You know, but there's, there's a lot of high level Jewish people in in various banking and corporate positions that, you know, might lead people to believe that. But if you look at it, the majority of of the corporations and the CEOs are Christian.
0: Right. And every president has been Christian.
1: Yeah. They're not Jewish. So that's just, that's, You'll hear that the illuminati they're jewish yada yada and they want to kill all the the gentiles and the race and if you <laughs> and if you look at um the jewish religion it's a religion to be a jew is to be a member of a religion it's not to be a member of a race you know so you'll hear these guys and they don't even have that right john lash <laughs> and then um henrik palmgren of, of red ice which i believe they're part of the the faction of disinformation agents that probably have a script and a paycheck
0: Really? From the people that you believe (laughs) control everything?
1: Yeah. So the truth tellers get pushed to the background. They get their homes broken into and they get no script and no money. (laughs) The the false, the, 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 the liars, the ones spreading disinformation sprinkled with truth, get the platform. They go on all the big shows. They're, they're on all the big radio shows or this and that, and they get a script and they have money and they're operating for years and years while the other guys just disappear.
0: Well, when you say big shows, though, like what are you referring to? Well, like Alex Jones. Oh, okay.
1: I mean, you could see Alex Jones, um, even I think Michael Tassarian, um, hmm. him. And there's a lot of other guys I don't even want to mention because of, of fear for my family and my life, but I don't, I've already said a lot of stuff about those guys. David Icke, I mean, that guy's a puppet from from day one the reptilians are are running the world the queens a reptilian it's just like some of this stuff and then you have millions of people who believe it right you know and it's just a, a complete joke so
0: boy, do so you actually think that alex jones is um part of a conspiracy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely
0: really like yeah um i mean he seems sort of like i mean he seems sort of like the uh jekyll to no, the high to your Jekyll. I mean, though, like he's just like the angry guy. Like, I mean, not you personally, but your show. Like, he sort of seems to throw everything out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. And I mean, some. I, I he was one of the first persons I had found when I, you know, d- was looking for truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and at, at first I was really drawn to what he was saying because he s- spreads a lot of truth. The fluoride in the water, the bankers, and this is happening. So he he spreads a lot of truth, but also disinformation as well you know and again i am not hundred percent certain that alex jones is is some type of disinformation agent or he, he has a script and is being paid by the cia but I, I highly suspect it and um you know one reason for that i actually ri- written articles prior to gnostic warrior prior to podcasting and so forth and i actually was on infowars.com i had about five articles that i had written
3: uh-huh. the last
1: article that i had written was on a CIA drug operations and them t- tainting the drugs. Hmm. Uh, I was never allowed on the blog. I was banned. And for about six months, I had agents ri- driving by my house and black cars pulling up to my house, looking at me, looking at my wife, saying, we know who you are. We know what you're saying. Shut the fuck up. Sorry for my language, but that's... No, it's fine. Nobody's going to care. So that literally, <laughs> I'm writing everybody's loving my articles i'm on this alleged you know and i'm thinking oh man alex jones yeah i'm (laughs) writing these articles and then i write this article and in the comments and you know i'm getting these little cryptic comments do you know the last guy that said this died Uh, (laughs) and then the next day i I write another article because it had like 500 comments and i was like yeah they they love me so i wrote another article and then it just went into la la land and i was like you know, I was dealing with a couple people who were working for Alex and they just kept ignoring me. And then I was completely banned from the website. And then within a day or so from that, that's when people who had never driven by my house, I lived on five acres at the time. Everybody in this tract was on five acres and never before were the cops driving by or blacked unmarked cars with guys. And, and now they were every other day.
0: Yes what were you referring to about five acres? Were you living like within a commune? Is that what you were just saying?
1: No, no, it was a, a, a community that was a uh, minimum five acre parcels. Oh, okay. So it was like a kind of a, like a gated, uh, I was, I've never, I wasn't rich. I didn't own it. I was just leasing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was leasing this property at the time. I was making good money blogging um, about bankers and going after the bankers. Really? Yeah. I, on, I didn't a, know there was
0: money in that.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is. There, well, there There was, it's not as much as it used to be in, Again, I have my theories there on what happened to my to my income. But um, so I was in this tract and I would take walks and my family would we just hang out at our property. We had five acres. Normally we would see no one drive by. And then all of a sudden police started driving by and unmarked cars and so forth. And um, I kind of I put two and two together thinking that, you know, it was a result of me writing these articles. And them coming by and saying, "You know who you are," looking at me in the eyes and telling me, basically, without saying it, to shut the fuck up.
0: I mean, you never thought maybe they were there to like protect you from something else going <laughs> on, like because yeah. I mean, people are saying you're gonna die on the comment section.
1: No, I, 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 I think it was. I, I look at a lot of us that that stumble upon truce that we we do have leaders that are a lot more forgiving than in the past, where in the past they would have just came and cut our head off or, or burn us on a stake. I mean, you could write a book or, or say something in the past and you, know, you would have been killed the next day or burned on a stake by the church, the Inquisition. I believe now it's the same thing, but more forgiving. They have their methods and their ways to either issue pain or warnings to people to shut the hell up or else you are going to be crucified. So, so I have had several of those warnings. <laughs>
0: my time of blogging. So if there was to be something going on with your house or your family, would you call nine one (laughs) one (laughs) still?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I I did call them when they broke into my house. Uh, well, someone broke into my house a few weeks ago. I called the Carlsbad police department. They came out. Um, they didn't find anything. Didn't find one fingerprint. Hmm. They took DNA. Um, from From the house, and what was weird is I got a call back a day later from a Carlsbad detective, saying we don't test DNA. This case is closed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, go
0: figure. Right. I mean, at least if there was like a fire or somebody was injured, you would call, you would
1: take them to the hospital or call the fire department, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I believe we live in a decent system. You know, I'm not saying it's bad or, or it's all completely evil. You know, like I had said, you know, the things that I had said on Alex Jones' blog in the past, I would have been dead in a heartbeat. Um, You know, and I was just some naive blogger thinking I was telling the truth, you know, on this big portal platform. And what I learned that day was that I stepped over the boundaries of truth. And there are boundaries of what you can and cannot say on blogs. And Alex has a muzzle on him that you guys can't see of what he can and can't say and what he can reveal and it's a honeypot to get all the truth tellers in, and all the the people that want to go by, you know, Alex Jones Kool Aid.
0: Hmm. So, this is going to be completely random, but sure. but now I'm curious because I was because uh, thinking back to older episodes, like, do you believe? Well, I was going to ask if you believe in aliens, but now I'm just curious. Do you believe in God?
1: It depends on on how you say you know what your definition of god is um yeah I, I do i believe in a a god and we're we're all part of that that god particle um so but i don't believe it's a man ruling in the sky or or some man ruling over over the religions
0: so you don't believe in any sort of
1: organized religion then um not the way that that they're being ran today no
0: hmm. well
1: if you have, Freemasonry is a religion. I don't know <laughs> if you did that. Actually, Manly P. Hall had said that. So um, what Freemasonry is and what a lot of people don't understand, it's, it's the old Gnostic teachings are veiled and hidden within Freemasonry. And you know Christianity, Judaism, Islam, those are all based on the old teachings of Gnosticism that are told in allegory, so people don't understand them. And then the true teachings of Gnosticism... And, and the rights of our, our ancestors were incorporated into Freemasonry. So that's what you have there. That the G in Freemasonry stands for Gnosis.
0: So are you actually
1: in favor of Freemasonry? <laughs> um, it depends. You know, I, I, I've heard various different things from writers. I've you know, I've read written I've read Manley P. Hall, Albert Pike various other um, Freemasons and so forth. And the goal is to, you know, have a heaven on earth with, with man. I don't really know if I, I believe in what's going on right now. You know, uh, a month ago, yeah. Right now, I, I'm not so sure.
0: What changed in the last month?
1: <sighs> well, the, the break-in.
0: <laughs> oh, that was in the last month? Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I thought that was like a year or two ago.
1: No, no, that happened about a month ago, and I actually moved out of my old house. I'm in a new location. Really? I mean, it doesn't matter where you, yeah. I I mean, I know that if I'm being watched, of course, they know where I'm at, but I'm not going to do anything stupid to reveal any secrets they don't want me to say or say anything that might jeopardize my family. So, But um, Hmm. I really don't know. I don't know for sure what their their intended end goal is. Um, I thought I did at one time.
0: But did you think then it was positive? Did you like think it was yeah. something you did? Yeah. Huh.
1: So yeah, I thought it was positive originally.
0: So originally, you believed that there was a global conspiracy and that all of these leaders and everything were a part of it and that everything was controlled and there was this illusion of like freedom and democracy and everything. But you believed it was ultimately for the better?
1: For the better in the long run.
0: Huh. Um, so why were you interested in exposing it?
1: Not exposing it, you know. Uh, exposing it? I don't. I don't know what. I don't know if that was my intentions, Rob. I don't know if I was just saying, "Hey, I figured it out." This <laughs> like an running. ego thing. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> just and like, maybe that maybe the break-in was an ego check. Huh. You know. Um. So i I'd, I'd written things that I, I unpublished and I took off of the web. And, um, I don't know if I'll ever publish them again. I'll I'll probably finish that book before I leave this earth and I'll give it probably to the Freemasons.
0: Really? How, how exactly would you go? Sorry to have such like odd questions, but like, how exactly would you go about that? Like, do you just (laughs) give it to a random Freemason?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably find, uh, you know, someone here in San Diego, the Scottish Rite. just
0: like follow the, look for a car with a License plate with the Freemason logo on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, the, I've been in contact before with the Scottish Rite in San Diego. You know, there's a few 33rd degree Masons there. What does that, that mean uh,
0: exactly? Because I knew you had a 32nd degree one on, I think, before the guy who talked about the movie Halloween and stuff. But yeah. I wasn't was entirely sure what 32nd, 32nd or 33rd degree means.
1: Well, there's, you know, there's the what I think it means and then what it really means, which are probably <laughs> two different things. But um, if you look at, a lot of the people I had have interviewed are, are 32nd degree Freemasons and they've been Masons for many years. And a lot of people seem to never move above the 32nd degree. And then I've interviewed 33rd de- degree Freemasons and um, they won't tell you anything, you know, they're, they're under oath and, and you understand if they're under oath, they only could say so much. I believe that the 33rd degree Freemasons are some of the, the only people that understand the truth of, of how it, it's all working and, and what's really going on behind the scenes?
0: So is this sort of like I don't mean to draw a direct parallel as far as motivations or anything, but is a sort of like the system of Scientology then with the levels?
1: Oh that- yeah. It's it's definitely a level with the it's you know, you look at Freemasonry and you look at even the dollar bill in America, it's a, it's the pyramid with the capstone. That's how All societies have always operated. That's how Freemasons, the Freemasonic, that's how the Rosicrucians, that's how every corporation works. That's how, you know, the United States government works. You know, you have all these various people that are the low-level government workers have no idea what's going on, but the capstone does, and they control the bottom-level tiers. That's always been that way. It always will. It's just understanding who is operating the the capstone.
0: So you've mentioned the... um this symbology, I guess, like the symbols on the dollar bill and stuff. And I'm not going to debate that those are Freemasonry symbols because it seems fairly well documented across the board. But why do you think they do that? Like, why do you think they give us all these clues and stuff?
1: Well, a lot of it is, is clues. And then um, a lot of the symbols go back thousands of years. And what what a lot of people don't understand is that signs and symbols rule the world world of world, not words or laws. And that was Confucius who had said that. And it's still true to this day. And, you know, the, the symbols on the dollar bill are flag, um, the symbols in Freemasonry, uh, even the words that they use, the Rosicrucians, um, their symbol of the cross and the rose and so forth, it all reveals exactly, you know, what is going on. The, the pyramid with the, the missing capstone, I feel, is, is they're still building society. Hmm. They're still building the world that they they wish to create, and then once it's done, they put the capstone on, and it's a done deal and um but so know, why ground.
0: do you, why do you think they they put that into the public if they don't want the public to know? Is it just like to laugh at us <laughs>
2: <laughs> no
1: no i I don't think it's that it it goes back to you know the the saying signs and symbols rule the world, so yeah. I'm a big believer in Gnosticism and Gnosis and that all of us come from certain ancestral lines and families. Like, for example, Rob, do you know who your ancestors were or where they came from?
0: Uh, not necessarily. I know, like, one of mine is just, like, sort of a bum. Like, just a, seri- <laughs> a, a series of bums that just went from country to country getting kicked down and stuff. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you look a little Irish to me. I don't know if that's, that's you.
0: That's the one, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... In any event, um, a lot of us have these symbols and have used them in our, in our families and in our religions for thousands and thousands of years. And then in this life, a lot of us don't have no idea what's going on. We're born and you know, we have that attitude, oh, all our ancestors were bombs and
3: well, I don't have no idea know. who the hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm, I used to be like that myself. You know, My mom and dad were alcoholics. So I thought I was just going to be an alcoholic and so forth. I started you know, researching my ancestors and discovering where my roots come from. And then I started realizing why I did some of the things I did and why I reacted certainly to certain things, Mm -hmm. which I believe is my ancestral memories are are inherited. So I believe each one of us is our ancestors up to us. And if you read any of my articles, which I'll send to you, um, I talk about DNA gnosis and I talk about how our DNA is actually like a software computer program that has actually been proved by science today. And they say that you know one you know, little gram of DNA is 330 million times more powerful than any computer software, software program, that in a little you know, smidgen of DNA, you could store more data than, you know, freaking 330 million times more data than, than the world's biggest computer or whatever. So you start learning this stuff and you start understanding that You know, all our ancestral memories are encoded within our DNA. Mm -hmm. The powers that be understand this. And yes, they will use it against us and they will use it to move us, to rule over us and so forth. Especially when we don't know which 99.9% of the people have no idea where they came from, where they're going or what these symbols are. It makes it easy for them to use them to rule over us and for us to react unknowingly to them. So...
0: The dollar bill and like the symbols across the country is sort of like a macro version of those memories. Then, like just sort of exactly,
1: but- yeah. You have the you have the obelisks. You know, a lot of us came from Greece and Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at you know what's the Washington Monument? That's it's an obelisk of of Washington, mm-hmm. I and mean, it's right there. Um, the symbols around the country. If you start looking at the city, you know, I'll give a little clue to you, Rob, and and some of your listeners is you start looking at the cities, you'll start seeing the symbols mm-hmm. and um, these symbols actually are also the future of what's going to happen here in America.
0: Okay. So they are, so they don't serve a practical purpose then they're sort of just.
1: No, a, a practical purpose definitely. And then a, a, a message to the people that know okay. what these symbols are. So 99.9999999% of the population has no idea, but you know, 0. 0.0001 does. And usually those are the most powerful people and only the people that do need to know what's going on.
0: So it's a way of them communicating between each other that this is the plan is still on or something.
1: Yeah, that that as well. And then um, communicating in broad daylight to in front of us what's going on as well.
0: But then that sort of seems like it's laughing at us again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be
1: laughing at us or it could be just, you know, uh, we're, our own ignorance, you know, it uh, if you're ignorant about your past and the future then you're 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 definitely fair play to be played with because you're not seeking knowledge and you're not going out the scope of what you've been told so yeah they they will laugh at you and if you just go along to get along you're perfectly you're cannon fodder you know then if you wake up then you're going to be watched and put on a watch list
0: okay you can tell me if i'm getting too personal with this but you mentioned that your parents were alcoholics and uh sure. There's something I've heard a number of times i probably just on Mark Marin's podcast about um children of alcoholics that they either seem to go they either seem to become alcoholics or they become control freaks. Do you think that's possibly had any effect on your interest in, the, in everything sort of being controlled there being a purpose and control to everything around you
1: Possibly you know I've I've been an alcoholic. I probably could oh, still really? be called an alcoholic. Yeah, to this day. I, I don't, I'm not drinking a fifth of alcohol. But I've had times where I've uh, been addicted to alcohol. I've gotten locked up because of my alcohol and drug addiction at one time. It's been 10 years oh, wow. since that happened. I haven't you know, been to jail or had a ticket since 10 years, but I've been to prison, Rob. Jeez. Um, I, got, I went to prison for sales of marijuana um, in 2005. I went uh, in 1996 as well. Sold a, a pound of marijuana to a police officer. Jesus. So, yeah, I've been through my, my things. Control freak, I, I can be called that at times, but I, I just like to be in control of my life. Um, my parents were alcoholics, but functioning, unloving, no guidance. You know, my guidance was get me a beer, you know, son. You'd go th- throw the trash out, kick me in the ass when I, when I did something wrong. So... I wouldn't necessarily say it was because of the alcoholism that I had some of my issues, but the lack of love and the lack of parental guidance. And then I just rebelled and I said, screw you guys. I mean, then I don't want to be like you. And then I ended up being just like them. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see the attraction then too of like, if your parents are your parents, then the Freemasons are your parents. Like, then, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, no, Rob, <laughs> it,
1: it was kind of like, I was looking for family or a brotherhood or, or something. Yeah. So as as time went by, yeah, I I got drawn into it. And to let you know, I did apply to be a Freemason when I was living in uh, Temecula. You know, I told you earlier about that Alex Jones incident and I was Mm -hmm. on that five acre parcel. Um, Anyways, I had applied to be a Freemason and I was unaware at that time that you can't be if you have a prior felony, which I just told you I did. So I end up, you know, getting a call or I called them and uh, sorry, Maurice, you can't. We can't. Uh, you can't become a Freemason because of your felony. And I was like, "What? You guys are my brothers, man. Can't, isn't there some way around this? I made a mistake." And they're like, "Nope. You know, call the California Grand Lodge and and see if you could you know get in." And it was pretty much denied. There's and then man, I, I didn't go on like a like a thing. Oh, I hate the Freemasons. They rejected <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I, it just made me want to look into it further. And you know, I always enjoyed their teachings. But there's some Freemasons that get on my nerves and. <laughs> You know, that are just like everyday people that I, I don't like, you know. So, but yeah, that, that might have been, Rob, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It, <laughs> it probably was one of my main attractions to just find family and brotherhood and just fraternity, which I've never had in my life still to this day.
0: Well, also just like this caring organization that, I mean, at least at the time, it's that you said you believed that like they... Brotherly love. Well, no, just the idea of like everything like all this control all over the world being for a greater purpose for society. So yeah, I mean, if your parents can't give you that life, then at least there's somebody looking out for you in the long run.
1: Yeah. Then I got rejected by them, you know,
0: (laughs) all over again. jeez.
1: Yeah. But again, I didn't get, have any spite for them or any ill will, you know, it was just, just kind of, you know what it is, but yeah, you, you made me think about that. That was probably why, you know, and I, I still kind of long for that today. And one of the reasons I created, um, you know, GnosticWarrior.com, my podcast, and then also my my order of the Gnostics was to have that fellowship with people. And um, it's easier said than done, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've I was I've always been pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by your introduction each time, which, actually, can I come on on that? Like, what is going on when you, like, introduce everybody? You sort of have this way of talking where you sort of, <laughs> like, like, you do know what I'm talking about, where, like, you elongate
1: um yeah yeah the, <laughs> i don't i i just i got in that habit um a, about my 20th podcast so if you listen to the first 20 i'm just kind of like you just like you know you're just like you hear all this stuff and you're like oh yeah the podcast started you know <laughs> and then i i had this idea one day to make it more of like a an experience um right. it sounds like
0: just, a seance almost
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and it's kind of to do that every time so like if you look at like the The Twilight Zone and all these various (laughs) movies, they didn't change it every episode. It was the same thing. So I do that to kind of create familiarity and then kind of have that same opening so people kind of like they're familiar with it. Oh, the Gnostic Warrior podcast. It might bug some certain people, but I do it just for familiarity and kind of keep a congruent first message. You know, I want people to know who I'm talking about. Um, I want the person to, you know, say in their own words who they are. So I always ask those Hey, you know, Rob, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and your background? Yeah, I noticed that. Like, you
0: started off, um, I hate to keep referring to the same podcast, but you started off talking to Eric DeBay, like, just relating about California and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep it a little personal before we start getting into the work they're doing. And so that way the audience knows a little bit about the person before we get into their book or whatever they want to talk about because you're doing it more of, like, You're talking about what I write about and what I do, but also about me, about my psychology, you know, philosophies. (laughs) I I like that approach, though, because I want to do that more. Yeah. But but what you're going to learn when you start getting all these busy guys that are writing books, do you think they want to talk about that or they want to talk about the book they're promoting? Right. Well, So.
0: yeah, that's why I sort of do it this way, partly, because it's just like conversation yeah like i want to get into everything but i also do want to talk about like what they're doing like sure that's why i try and go right off the bat like i i totally appreciate your approach too like i feel like that's what um that's probably the more sensible one of giving people a context for what they're getting into like this is the person that believes that uh that's writing these books about um what's you got it yeah
1: so I, i try to get different people that do that but I'm longing for these podcasts, and I actually have them planned. I have one planned in the next two weeks that's actually um, with a friend of mine on Facebook about anger. And he's a great guy. He always talks about love and having the right attitude and so forth. And I've had an issue with anger all my life. Um, And that probably relates back to the alcoholism and being rejected by my parents and so forth. So we're going to talk about that kind of like how we're talking right now. Yeah. Um, in the next couple of weeks. So I, I'm going to do more podcasts like you're doing now, the Free Flow Conversations. The other podcasts, I usually, they're always I have a kind of a, a, a set list of 20 to 30 questions around the person's work. I don't try to go by the script the whole time, but if I get stumped, I'll, I'll ask a question. But a lot of the times, I, the questions will come off the top of my head, kind of like they are to me now.
0: Right, though, like I said before, I've noticed that each time you definitely push that idea on them of their being a controlled person like that's the one thing that seems to come up every <laughs> time is like you want to know how it ties to your belief of uh, the control the pe- the puppets and everything
1: yeah and i've never had anybody get close to, <laughs> to what <laughs> so yeah I, I like i like to kind of hear what they they think about a certain thing and, and hear their philosophy on it and then I just kind of leave it at that. I don't go, oh man, I don't, no way, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of leave it at that.
0: Um, I thought I wonder I mean, well, one other thing, totally off the wall, but uh, do you believe in aliens? Because it seems like you get a lot of people probably that believe in aliens.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still on the fence on that one. Yeah, uh, I, you know, you, We we're here in, you know on the world. You know, we're here in America right now and there's people all over the world, different races and so forth. And it's just hard to believe with the, the universe and, and the different planets and, you know, the systems that we haven't discovered that there isn't alien life out there. So I, I believe that it's out there, as so you believe, but I don't know for a fact. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I'd say more than likely, yes, there is alien life out there. Um, I, I'm not under the belief that aliens are running the planet. That's kind of, I believe, disinformation.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, cause you're really friendly with these people still and you believe yeah. that they're agents of the people
1: that, um, well, no, no. I mean, I mentioned, you know, uh, Alex Jones, you know, uh, Michael Tassarian mm-hmm. and so forth. I mean, those guys won't go on my show. They won't, they won't, you know, I'm not going to go on theirs anymore. Yeah. So. A lot of the people that I interview aren't the biggest people out there. And some of the ones that I have interviewed won't come on my show anymore because we cut ties about a month ago. You remember I had said, uh, I would right. wrote that article and said, F you. You say you're my brother, but you won't, you know, donate a dollar for my son who who can't walk. What the hell yeah. is that?
0: Is there still a fund for
1: that? Uh, it's shut down right now. The the page, oh, okay. I had a, um, a fund me page for that, you know, we're, still in need of money and so forth. I'm just kind of busy. We, we moved two weeks ago to, to another location, been busy doing that. And then I have my, my business that I run. So we just kind of, you know, just living day to day. Um, but I'm definitely going to try to do another fundraiser. We're probably going to sue my old landlord, uh, for the black mold. Oh yeah. I imagine
0: that's insane.
1: Yeah. That's but I did get a test. I'm going to, um, put that online. I might put it on Gnostic and it'll, I'll show you know, how much black mold is there. Because I believe that's uh, something that's being swept under the rug by the powers that be right now, that it's a huge, huge issue with America and people getting sick, but they're not telling people.
0: Just about black mold?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, this has been written about since the, the days of Moses. Do you know Moses? Well, you know, the alleged Moses was actually <laughs> a mold inspector. The I know that sounds funny. Moses from the Bible? Moses from the Bible. There, there's actually scripture talking about mold and houses, and that if they find it, they got to take the stones, the infected stones outside of the city and bury them. And that if that doesn't get rid of them, they got to get rid of the whole house and bury them outside of the city huh. and so forth. And I believe a lot of the plagues had dealt with this, this black mold that, that I'm talking about.
0: Hmm. So now I'm curious about Moses. Like uh do you know Freud's theory of the two Moseses?
1: Yeah, no, I believe I'm a, a descendant of Moses and uh, the Levite priesthood. So I, I, I definitely I have Freud's book on Moses and you know descending from the pharaohs, the Egyptian pharaohs.
0: Right, but there being two of them, like then the one that yeah. comes back and how the brothers not recognize him. So obviously it's not the same person. Like do you believe that there's two Moseses then or
1: no, I believe there was one and that he was Ramesses, one of the Ramesses, um, as well as King David and King Solomon. But those were allegorical names for those pharaohs. <laughs> and then over time, that was changed. So I believe that that's when the Old Testament and House of Israel had started. And if you look back over the history of ancient Israel, that's one of the most um, popular, famous dynasties of all time. You know, Ramesses II, Ramesses Third, Ramesses Third. I have the same DNA haplogroup um, tied to him, and I have a strong connection to him as well. I believe he's King Solomon. Um, He built several temples that are basically the same structures um, as described as Solomon's temple. And um, I I believe you pronounce it Mendenet Habu, um, which is an empty temple in Egypt in the middle of the desert that he finished building after his father, Ramesses II, had died. So I believe they're the original house of Israel, and that's where the Old Testament came in. And then when Rome came in, Julius Caesar and Cleopatra, that's when the new house of Judah had started under the new law of the New Testament, hmm. which we're in the 2015th year of.
0: Well, I guess I have one last question. is um, you mentioned like the Twilight Zone and stuff. do you are you like able to relax and enjoy like movies and TV <laughs> shows and music without? Um, uh, tying it to some grand conspiracy or or something or disinformation <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I am sometimes, Rob, and I think <laughs> <laughs> only sometimes. You know, yeah, no. One of the hardest things that I've found once I kind of had awoken to this stuff is getting back to to enjoying some of those finer pleasures in life. You know, um, you know, when I was ignorant and blissful. You know, I'd like to say. And enjoying things like that, um, which I believe it's good. I don't believe it's all bad and all the movies are are plots and secret mysteries hidden behind them, but I do believe some of them are. But no, it's been hard for me um, for the past several years to enjoy life. You know, I see a lot of things that are going on that other people don't see or they ignore. And, you know, from the vaccines to the poisons to, you know, now here in California, it's mandatory. You got to Give your children vaccines. You know, there's like twenty something that they're shooting our children up with. I know people personally I've met with where their children had one vaccine shot, and they're mentally retarded or have autism. I've met several, several people where this has happened too, and um, a lot of them are against, um, you know, vaccines and so forth. So now we have a law coming forth with this. You have chemtrails going over our heads. If you looked into that, I mean it's just it's obvious what they're doing it's they're not spraying vitamins on us so i, I look at all this and it's it's kind of hard not to be dis be negative and have despair for what's going on but, but this, it's going on to all of us
0: but this sounds again like a more negative conspiracy again it doesn't sound like working in the greater good
1: well it depends you know i mean it could be you know hey we're we're going to wipe everything out and start afresh and we're going to live in heaven. You know, that could be kind of the conspiracy of what's going to go on, or it's basically they're wiping out, you know, whoever their their enemies are, whoever the races are. I mean, you got to think about our language. Why do they name us races, Rob? Is there a race? (laughs) Well, yeah, you better believe there is a race. I mean,
0: uh, but like in Europe, they don't really, and other countries don't really focus on race as much as ethnicity, though.
1: Correct. I mean, but it's all about race and bloodlines. And it always has been ever since the days of Moses and the Pharaohs, and it still is to this day. And you have many, you know, I'm the old royal bloodline. I'm no longer, we're being ruled. Um, and we currently are the Lords. And then there's a master behind the scenes. So I know I'm related to the, the um, Grand Master of Freemasonry, the United Grand Lodge of, of England. His ancestors came from Germany and Greece, as well as my ancestors are, are related to those same ancestors and so forth. And uh, if you look back over time, they were conquered by the Normans. And then eventually they were put in as lords uh, uh, to basically be the keepers of the property. So they collect the taxes and they rule over their people. I don't know exactly what's going to happen in the, in the future world if, if our races are going to be wiped out or, or we're going to partake in the... Earth, but um, part of me says no, that uh, a lot of us aren't going to be around in the, the new world that's going to be built.
0: Well, that sounds like a fun place to stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always said there's a war, you know. Alex Jones says there's a war for your mind, yeah, there's a war for your soul. <laughs> so,
0: all right, well. Thanks for talking to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I Wish I could leave on a on a more positive note. No, I like um, that It's fun.
0: I'm just <laughs> ending with scorched earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, try to keep it, you know, have fun while the earth is the earth is scorched scor- being scorched and the poisons being sprayed on you and your children are being shot up with poison. Well, have a great day. <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: solve the twilight zone, I guess, at least.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, brother. <laughs> All right.
0: I'll, I'll talk to you, I guess, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then um so you'll have a recording of this or?
0: Yeah, it's all recording on my Zoom right now.
1: Okay, cool. And then you'll send it to me via email or you'll have a link on your website? Uh, both, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I didn't record it. So I appreciate it, man. Take care. Oh, no problem. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>
2: Sailing across the silver sea, smoke in distance beckons we, and in our ship our cargo bear, a sacrifice of toil and care, a god upraised to cloud the sky, a god unborn who now must die, a petty cloud pass o'er the sun, but we'll like the flames, their day is done. A company upraised the night The boat sets down on a reef upright And all ahead the shore shine white While under moonlit shadow flight Of mendicants meet moving on To burn to ash, till light is gone In blood upraised is man from birth The shadow of a devil's mirth To light the kindling of his soul So straight the gate, the cryptic scroll Which lieth in the mouth of time Does proclaim blood a thing sublime our unknown God raised like a lion, meek as a lamb, and act again the ritual suffering, scourging again the nailing in, with thorn and thistle and Roman wind, with pig iron splendour and broken dust, fragments laid in your tomb amidst splendour of fish and hair. Charge him, slander him, vilify, and turn thy back. The company drag his image through the streets of their minds at dawn, but this is no stuffed monkey of straw and feather. No pillow with a man's image, but a corpse upright, nailed in to herald the passing from fire into winter frost. More blood, more thorns, more stones and spittle, bitter gall and vinegar. And the company, dirty and dusty and weary for ten thousand years, like the pyre of his love as churning sea and salted foam billow against savage earthen fangs under the dying moon.
0: Alright. So now we're gonna start my new maybe segment. My original idea was to do this all as one episode, but then I heard back from a number of people all like right away, and none of them seemed to wanna actually talk, just email. So I figured I'd just go ahead and post this one now, since it seems relevant to the episode. But allow me to explain now. Earlier today I had the idea of going on to craigslist pages from around the country in major cities and going into the missed connection pages and finding those people that post poems and short stories and open letters or just other weird nonsense not nonsense but you know just not necessarily missed connections And I just wanted to find out why they're doing it, if they are a misconnection, just a weird, vague one at times, or just like what's up, what's going on with them. So, this first person I found on the Seattle Craigslist, and I'll have a link to it on the blog, and what will and what we're going to do is we're going to go straight into my very brief conversation with her, and then we're going to hear her poem, and then we are done. Okay. So uh, I'll just start reading my email to her now. Well, I should just say that. I started off emailing her with, with like a, the same form letter as everybody, saying like, "Hey, I'm looking for people for the podcast talking about their disconnection posts that don't really, don't really disconnections, and all that shit." But uh, yeah, so then she responded, or he—I'm not sure what the gender of the person is—but they responded with this:
3: "I would love to listen to your radio show, but unfortunately, I'm not willing to talk about anything."
0: No chance of even talking over email? If not, mind if I at least read the poem and then your response?
3: What kind of question do you have about my poem? You are free to read it aloud, sure. I am creating a book of poems, though, and that poem will be published eventually.
0: I guess I'm mostly curious about the motivation of writing it and posting it. I've seen poems like yours popping up in misconnection sections for years and have always wondered whether they are meant for someone or if it's just an interesting place to post one's work. Another thing I would like to get into is the book that you'll be publishing it in.
3: There is an underground cult that sends cryptic messages to one another in Craigslist. There are hidden agendas behind some of the things you read. They write to one another in multiple cities around the world what might look like an innocent poem to one person. Is really instructions on a map for another? The book must be private for now. Thank you.
0: Are those your final words on the subject?
3: Yes, Mr. Marvin.
0: And now here is the poem entitled Twirling My Hair.
3: I have many twists in my hair caused by you and your constant invisible stare. I find myself wrapping my thick mane while daydreaming of you saying my name. I grab my hair and bite it often when you say those words that make my tummy soften. So I walk around twirling my hair, disrobing and walking around the house bare, always thinking of you, even in the nude, in the shower, sniffing a flower, in the car, or at the bar, at the lake. I cannot fake it. You are always there.
0: Well, that was a pretty weird episode, huh? I really hope that the person who wrote that poem and those emails doesn't hate what I did with them. But uh, it's over now, so I'm sorry. We have a lot more of these segments coming up because I've actually heard back from a surprising amount of people about their posts, all of them anonymous, though, and most of them only want to talk over email. So if there are any women listening to this, like Jennifer, Kayla, or Jill that want to read those emails and posts on Mike with and for me, maybe we could start doing that instead. Thanks again to that anonymous Craigslist poster for allowing me to do this, I think. It sounded like she said I could in that one email, right? Yeah, let's just say that. And thanks again to Mo Bedard for talking to me. That was a lot of fun. I I enjoy his theories. And uh, let's see. Next week on the show, we have... I forget his name. Uh, Reverend Gary from the Church of the Latter-day Dude. The religion influenced and dedicated to but not strictly related to the color brothers film the big lebowski it is a real religion and i am also revered in it and that means i can perform your gay marriages or gay funerals so come back for that for more of that stuff send me your own poems, short stories or what have you to the email rob at yes i have registered a domain undressingunderground.com so you can now go there for the blog and what have you you can also leave your short stories poems whatever ads rants raves etc into my voicemail none of the prepositions i'm using today make any sense but i don't care Call my voicemail is what I'm trying to say. It's 260 Punk Pod. And once again, I forgot to look up what numbers those are. But if you have a phone of any kind from, I think, any period, it will have the letters there. It's just Punk Pod. 260 Punk Pod. And then leave a voicemail with whatever you want. And I will play it on the next episode. Just a... leave your name or tell me if you want or you can do it anonymously I don't care what else is there oh as I said at the beginning of the episode leave me a review on iTunes please it'll make this seem like a real thing it'll make it easier to get guests I guess also feel free to subscribe with money, on my Patreon account, which will be linked to on the blog, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, whatever podcatcher you use. If I had anything else to say, I guess it's too fucking late now. Keep coming back. Keep sending me stuff. Keep talking to me on Twitter. It's at FalconVein. Falcon like the bird, vein like that shit in my arm.
2: I guess that's it for today. Goodbye.